You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. This is Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number two of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Jared's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And, of course, it's being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Join us now on the phone lines, our good friend from the 33rdteam.com. It's our guy, Ari Mayrov. You can check him out on Twitter, at MySportsUpdate. And, Ari, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Appreciate you, as always. Normally, we scatter, shoot, and talk all things NFL. But I feel like all things NFL are right here in Vegas with the Raiders. So, uh, when you found out the news about Coach McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler being out, it was released late last night. What were your initial thoughts? Yeah, Q, I mean, I can't say I'm surprised because it just hasn't gone right. And even with all the signings that they did before last year, there was so much excitement. It just never gelled. And you look at this season, and it felt like it just officially boiled over on Monday night with the way everything transpired with Devontae Adams and Jimmy Garoppolo, um, the overthrows, the frustration, the flight back. I mean, everything just boiled over, and it got to a point where the owner, Mark Davis, who preached patience with this one, and he was patient as much as he could, even telling fans that you guys don't know what you're talking about, we'll be all right, and whatever. And it got to a point, you know what, maybe the fans are right here. It's really not working, and let's just pull the plug now and see what we can do for the rest of the season. With three and five record, we're still kind of in it, but it's not going to happen with Dave and Josh anymore in the building. What did you think about the fact that it happened the same day that the the trade deadline passed, obviously at 4 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah, I mean, that was the most interesting part because yesterday was obviously just exhausting for everyone covering the trade deadline, and you're like, obviously there's way more chatter and buzz going on behind the scenes than what actually happened is really the case. But yesterday throughout the day, like, the Devontae Adams stuff was, like, real. Like, there was, like, people who thought that he could possibly actually get dealt. And from my knowledge, that was everyone, including Dave, running the show yesterday. So, you know, the trade line passes, there was no trade. They were adamant they weren't going to do it. They were listening, and there was nothing that was going to blow them away, and nothing did. But then shortly after, you know, they get the news where Mark tells them that, hey, we're making a change here. We appreciate everything you've done, but it's not going to work, and that's it. But teams that spoke to the Raiders and checked in on Devontae, they made it clear that they were just talking with Dave. So um, I'm not really sure what would have happened if he did get an offer. That was good. I'm sure he would have had a bring it to Mark Davis, and who knows what happens from there. But point is, there were active discussions happening yesterday with the Raiders on multiple players. Obviously, no deal got done, but... That was still with Dave running the show in the front office. Ari Mayrod from the 33rdteam.com is our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. So out is McDaniels and out is Ziegler. In at the interim is now GM Champ Kelly, who has been around the league for a long time, has a lot of respect around the league. What are you hearing? What are your colleagues saying about Champ Kelly and the job that he has right now as the interim GM? Yeah, I mean, Sham Kelly is someone who's been a well, as you said, well-respected, very self, um, soft-spoken. Um, I, I've met him a couple of times at the Senior Bowl. Um, everyone who does know him, and I've asked around today, has only good things to say about him. But it's really much tougher to evaluate 
a general manager at this point in the year. The trade deadline just passed. There's not much going on where, for Mark Davis, you're evaluating the GM moving forward. So that's really going to be probably the difficult part of the year. But he is someone who has, who has interviewed for other GM jobs. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he did interview for the Raiders job yeah. before Ziggler got it. And um, he might have a shot here to maybe keep that job. We'll see what ends up happening. But I think the bigger story is probably Antonio Pierce, who I'm sure you were probably going to ask me, but he's going to be the one who probably has a shot over there to try to prove this locker room that he could be a guy to be the premier job. And the reason I really believe that is because Rich Passaccia, all the players wanted him, and the players vouched for him to Mark Davis and Mark Theodore Wilson. If Antonio could do the same thing that Rich did, and the players vouched for him at the end of the year, I just have a feeling that Mark won't, you know, this time now listen to that. So I think Antonio has a real shot of the year to actually win over this job. If you could put something together in the last however, however many weeks we have left of the end of the season. Yeah, you know, he won the press conference, that's for sure, right? Sitting in that presser, I mean, he said all the right things. He had Raider Nation fired up. Hell, he had me fired up, right? I mean, he just, he's just kind of that kind of personality, plus being a former player. And we've seen around the league, like Dan Campbell, we see what Robert Sala's doing with the Jets. Those kind of guys have that infectious personality. How much do you think it helps him take over at this juncture of the, of the, the game, being a former player who's done it on the highest level, including winning a Super Bowl ring? Yeah, I mean, the former player route is something that I've always liked. I think it's a good idea. I think Dean Campbell is obviously taking it to a whole other level. But <laughs> you, you mentioned the press conference. I mean, I, I, I loved it. I, I enjoyed every second when he, when he was talking there. And now we got to see it actually on the field. But if he could just change the mindset in that locker room a little bit, and I like the fact that he was talking about bringing some more empowerment to these players. And you know what? I'm a player. I was in their shoes. I know what they what they feel like. And I'm going to listen to all of them, and we'll see how this goes. And he made a really good point, and it's true. There is so much talent on this roster. They shouldn't be this bad. So um, we'll see where it ends up going. But this is a situation where I truly do believe that if he could get this team in a situation where they're kind of in it come December, I could see a scenario where maybe he could win this thing over. Because they had some other guys on the staff who you probably would have thought maybe would get picked over him to become the interim head coach probably specifically Patrick Graham. And Patrick Graham is still, quote-unquote, leading the defense now, but a guy who had just a position group is not going to be the one who's controlling the entire room, which is a bit of a weird dynamic. But um, I I think he has a real shot of it to do something special if he can pull it off. Again, we're talking with Ari Mayrov here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. You can find Ari's work on 33team.com. So now we found out uh, Coach uh, Pierce made it, clear today in the press conference that Aiden O'Connell is going to get the start on Sunday versus the Giants so Jimmy G is going to sit it on down but Jimmy G's got a lot of money uh, left on his contract and I saw earlier on your Twitter at my sports update that there is actually a way and kind of like an out in his contract where the Raiders could get away with you know get on move on from him without too much damage it's still going to cost them but it won't cost them as much as it initially looks like yeah I mean so the contract is interesting because the, the Raiders did restructure his contract before the season, and that essentially just pushed some of the cap hits over the next year. So whenever they do move on, I would assume it's going to be after this year, the dead money is still going to be pretty heavy. But in terms of actual cash that the Raiders are paying him, in 2024, Garoppolo still has $11.25 million fully guaranteed to him no matter what. That money is going to be going into his pocket next year no matter what. However, he does have an additional $11.25 million 
that would become fully guaranteed if he cannot pass the physical by March 17th. And, of course, all of us know about Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history before he joined the Raiders or the foot, with the Raiders or the back. I mean, he's bound to have an injury. We all know that. So for the Raiders to make sure that money doesn't trigger, the best thing they could do right now is to bench him and leave him on the bench so he does not get hurt. So he'll be able to pass that physical come March 17th. And they're not on the hook for an additional $11.25 million in 2024. We saw the Raiders do this last year of Derek Carr. His case is a little bit different because he didn't have any money guaranteed. It was $40 million in non-guaranteed salary that could become fully guaranteed if he got injured. That's why he was benched for the last two games. He called for the same thing with Matt Ryan. That's the thing about contract negotiation. There's a big difference between fully guaranteed money and injury guaranteed money, and the Raiders are essentially protecting themselves from that additional $11.25 million becoming guaranteed if Jimmy were to get injured here in the next um, remainder of the season. Yeah, it comes full circle, doesn't it? Man, I mean, we just saw this last season with Derek Carr, and now you're seeing it again with Jimmy G. And as far as I'm concerned, he probably played his last snap with the silver and black. Of course, that'll be official after the season, but uh, that's that's my gut feeling when it comes to that. So Aiden O'Connell's going to get the, the start on Sunday. I figure he'll start to probably the rest of the season. What do you think he – how do you think he reacts to knowing that, okay, he's the guy, he's got this opportunity, and Ari, there's still nine games left in the season. I mean, it's, it's a major opportunity. And, of course, the one game we did see him start in the regular season, it was a bit of a rough one. There were fumbles, there was an interception. I think he was sacked six or seven times. So mm-hmm. you're hoping that we could figure this out of here as the season goes. But he's probably in a whirlwind as well because he was a starter for a game and all of a sudden it was Brian Hoyer for the next team. And, or, or, I don't know if it was the next team or somewhere around there. But point is it was taken away from him, Josh said some stuff in the media about he can't turn the ball over, which maybe lost him some confidence. But here we are now. There's no more Josh. It's basically a new situation, a new voice in your ear. Your quarterback's coach is now going to be your offensive coordinator. And he has a real opportunity here to really put together something here in these nine games to prove the Raiders that maybe he could be someone for them. Of course, his preseason was amazing, but preseason is just preseason, and now it's real action. So I just hope that during the span – if he does have some early struggles, everyone isn't already asking to pull the plug because especially for a rookie who was taken in the fourth round, sometimes you need some time. And obviously not everyone could do what Brock Purdy did last year. So hopefully he does have a good start to start. He does have Josh Jacobs behind him. He's watching from the Pierce today. It sounds like he's going to be someone who wants to run the ball a lot. He mentioned Jacobs a few times during that presser. They have one of the best receivers in all of football with Devontae. Hopefully the offensive line figures it out as well. But it's a first start for everyone, and hopefully Antonio is the one who kind of puts the situation where everyone has a new mindset going in. And um, going into Sunday against his former team, they could put together something much better than what we've seen the last few weeks. All right, Mayra from the 33rdteam.com is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Just got a couple more questions for you. How much does this help Mark Davis and everyone that's involved in this situation that it's only November 1st and they really get a jump start on, okay, this is what we may be looking for. Now, I know Champ Kelly's got an opportunity to earn the job. Antonio Pierce has got an opportunity to earn the job. But they also have a jump start on every other team in the league to look for who else could be maybe on the short list. How much does that help that it's only November 1st? You know, I've debated this with, with people around the league in previous years about does the head start actually mean anything? Because if you're a different owner at a different team, let's just use Washington as an example, Ron Rivera is still there technically, but 
It'd be silly not to think that Josh Harris is asking around and trying to figure out stuff on his own as well behind his back. You know what I mean? So I don't know how much of an advantage it actually is because I would imagine there are other owners and a lot of back-channel discussions that are happening and trying to figure out who are going to be the short list of candidates out there. So I'm sure Mark is going to start, and Mark probably has a better advantage, I guess, because he's not doing it behind anyone's back. But if there are other teams out there who believe their head coach is not going to be it, and probably Washington is, is, is the best example right now. I would imagine they're also doing it. I know you'll probably get an answer from other people, but there's so many different things that goes on at the ownership level and those upper-level stuff yeah. that usually never leaks. And um, I would imagine looking for the next head coach is definitely part of it. So um, I know people say it, but I, I just I feel like the teams who know they're going to move on from their guys have already started, and we just never hear about it. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. You know, sometimes you just got to hear it to kind of, you know, even even clear that up and, and kind of realize that that's going on. And, yeah, those those ownership meetings and all that stuff, that's higher than my pay grade, right? I'm not allowed in, uh, to hang out with those guys, <laughs> rub elbows with those cats. Well, Ari, we'll close out with this, and, and only because I've been hit up with this this name so many times by so many people already, and that's, that's Jim Harbaugh, who's obviously at Michigan. And the question is not is Jim Harbaugh a guy that the Raiders should be looking at, but – I know the NFL is saying that they're not going to allow coaches to leave college and just jump to the NFL when scandal comes up. Obviously, there's a scandal going on at Michigan right now that who knows could lead to his dismissal. Do you see a situation where the NFL says, yeah, you got too much going on. No, we're not going to let you just take a head coaching job immediately. It's such a good question, Q, because I just feel like there are times where there's stuff that isn't necessarily collectively bargained, and if the NFL just wants it to happen, they're going to just ram it through and make it happen. And they'll take the backlash for a day, and eventually the, the, the day moves on, the NFL train goes, and everyone forgets about it. And I feel like with Jim Harbaugh, this is just my opinion, but I feel like that's what would happen if that scenario ever played out. You know, I think the NFL would love for Jim to be back in the league if they had a choice. I know there's a lot of stuff going on over there, but... There is nothing out there right now that is necessarily holding it all back. If they really wanted them to just, if a team really wanted to hire him, I just don't feel like, and it's again my opinion, that anything would change and they'll say no to it. But um, that's just me. I know a lot of people are going to bring up the Raiders. Um, I do wonder just how much money Mark Davis owes Gruden and now McDaniel. And Jim will not be cheap if he ever gets to that point, if he ever decides to go in that route. But I know that wasn't your question, but that's just my personal opinion of what you asked. No, it makes hey, makes a lot of sense. Again, that's why we love having you on, man, dropping those nuggets. And, yeah, I think there's, what, four, over four years left on McDaniel's contract. Who knows how much uh, he has to pay Gruden as far as the settlement goes. So that's a whole lot of money. And you're right, Jim Harbaugh, the one thing I do know about him, he won't be cheap. Fantastic stuff as always, my man. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Well, with the trading line finally behind us, um, I'm already, like, looking ahead a little bit to some – free agency stuff, which I know isn't that early, but it's more of I'm looking at guys who have been overachieving right now in their contract years and guys who have been so far having a slow start. We'll have an article on that hopefully coming out next week. And then always, as always, go to 313.com. Go check out all the amazing stuff, whether it's Rich Gannon, Rondé Barber, and all these other former players, former coaches, former executives, and the rest of the staff over there. I mean, the stuff on the site is simply endless. 
Yeah, it is. I, I, I uh, had a soundbite from Jay Gruden. Uh, he dropped that right after the Monday night football game, talking about the Raiders' offensive line. It was great. So, uh, yeah, man, I tell you all the time, it's my one-stop shop. So definitely appreciate you and all the fine folks over at the3013.com. You guys, you guys do a great job. Thanks so much for your time, my man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, there he goes. Ari Mayroth, 3013.com. Fantastic stuff. Uh, again, man, they've got, you know, Rich Gannon dropped some nuggets about, uh, you know, the dismissal of, of Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and talked about the, the team and all that and just kind of what it means. And uh, he did that on 3013.com. And there's so many others out there uh, that they have on that site. So uh, really good stuff with him. Many thanks to Ari for his time this afternoon. Jared, what were you telling me? Uh, just go ahead and jump on the mic, man, because that's what you got it for. What, uh, what, what were you telling me real quick? I was quick? saying, do you want to go to line one? Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and go to line one. Let's talk to John. John from the OC. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Uh, good coverage. Uh, like the in-depth conversations and giving us the Raider Nation a platform to speak our minds, man. You, This is the way we live, and this is the team we love, man. But uh, last night, uh, before I was about to head out of bed, man, uh, I got an update, and I thought it was a Twitter parody page because, you know, a bunch of clowns on Twitter, right? Yeah. Hit it up, and it, it went straight to the Raiders app. I was in shock. My son said, what's wrong? I said, they gone. He's like, what, what, what? He was panicked, man. He said, is everything okay? I was tripping, bro, but you know what? I'm super happy that we got Mr. Pierce. Got to gotta respect that dude. That dude's a baller, bro. He And, two, he's he coming in with that with, with that Raider mentality, man. I'm, I'm you, you know what I'm having? You know what I'm having, man? I'm Mexican, bro. We, we, I'm minority, right? We got we got two minority uh, dudes up top, bro. I'm I'm super happy about that, man. Like I I think I think just just we're on a different level, man. We're gonna bring the attitude, and I hope Mr. Pierce has a rich Masaccio moment with the fellas, man. You know why? Because it it sometimes I mean I I, I think I think I talked in Twitter space, but um. I'm 42, man. Uh, I, I don't really remember. I've seen, you know, all the videos of Flores and, and Madden, but if you guys got some insight, how was how was John Madden characteristics on the sideline? How was Coach Flores' uh, characteristics on the sideline? Because Rich had that on the sideline. He was cool, calm, collective, never panicked, dude, just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, were, they were on a different level, and they did different things, with, and they were a player's coach, and we need that. I know that we need that. Um. You know, best of luck to the to the old regime, but you know we need somebody that's in this time, like right now, like with the players and and what they think and stuff like that. And, and I'm happy. Uh, I hope Champ Bailey and Pierce do it, man, because we need change. We've been waiting a long time, but I think these are the dudes. I hope these are the dudes, but if not, you know, I hope Mr. Davis exhausts the coaching platform, not just goes with his feelings. It goes with his friends and this and Jimmy, Jimmy, y'all. And, that don't work. <laughs> we need more than what we have been given, and uh, I, I just hope get things get turned around as we all hope, right? I mean, that, we we hey, we numb to the pain, so it can't get any worse than what it was, man. So uh, once again, shout out to Nation, man, and and, and just keep our heads up, man, because I, I I was super bummed, man, when we lost on Monday night. I, I felt like throwing up, bro. I, I'm never gonna throw in the towel, but I was like disgusted, man. Just like, damn, man, where's it gonna give, man? Something, but. We can just hope for another day, and uh, God bless and Raider Nation. One love, man. Hey, good call, John, for the OC. I think that everything that's gone on now has put some new blood into Raider Nation. I feel like that there is some oxygen. It's kind of like walking around the casino. You might be tired when you walk in the door, but then all of a sudden that oxygen hits you and it keeps you up all night. 
right? All of a sudden you feel like, hey, I'm not tired anymore. And you look up, it's 3 or 4 in the morning. You're like, wait a minute, how did I get here? Because that oxygen has been pumped into your blood veins, right? That oxygen has been blood, uh, pumped into your body. I feel like that this is really – pump that oxygen into your body to give you that extra juice, that extra energy. Again, I was on the radio live when this happened. I mean, in real time, and this is one of the few times something this massive has happened while I was on the radio in real time. And it's, it's crazy how everything happened. We're doing an extra hour on ESPN Radio at night because of the World Series. We were literally coming in, and you'll hear it in the third hour. We were literally coming in from break. It was the top of the hour. The intro was playing, and all of a sudden I saw the tweet from the Raiders. And, of course, it's 10 p.m. Pacific time, which is 1 a.m. on the East Coast. And I, I'm looking at it as the intro is running, and I said, and I'm just like, John, is this real? And then my producer, Tara, was like, yeah, that's real. Shefty's reporting it too. And then all of a sudden we completely shifted Turned the page from the World Series, which was massive, by the way. Uh, the Rangers are up 3-1 in the series right now. They can close things out later on this evening. But that was massive. And then also we did a whole hour on the Raiders from start to finish, a whole hour on the Raiders on ESPN National Radio, which was incredible. Vinny Bonsignor, I was sending a couple texts out there like, Q, I need you to get somebody on. I don't care who it is. You need to get someone on that is also there in Vegas. And so I'm trying to reach out to Paul Gutierrez, and he was on deadline. He's writing. Vinny's writing. And Vinny finally responded. was like, yeah, I got you. So, man, we threw Vinny on the air, talked about it as well. It was like producing on the fly. And Jared, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, you know what that's about, brother. You know what that's about. That's when everything puckers up a little bit, right? When you know you're trying to, you know, produce on the fly and you start sweating a little bit around the collar, that's how things go. But that's exactly what it was. And matter of fact, during that hour that we talked Raiders on ESPN last night, I referenced the next guy that we're going to talk to. Eddie in L.A., welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yo, 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 Q. Funny. Funny you just said that. Literally, my came in the room screaming, Dad, Dad, they fired, they fired him, they fired him. The very first thing I thought about was you. The reason why I was crazy call for yesterday, right? That guy was going all off. But that's, that's beyond the point. Needed to have, sad that it happened this way. It had to happen. Dude was losing the locker room. If you listen closely to what Antonio Pierce said, it made references to that. Of course, because he wants to do it there, but he's gone. It's a new day for Raider Nation. Check it out, man. Look at storylines already. Dude from L.A. grew up in the top three fan. Dude played for the Giants. Love watching them, especially when he the Patriots. And who now taking over? I think I beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. He knows how to get how to defend the championship, how to get up there and get get men together. I mean, damn! In that press conference, I felt like I was ready to run through a wall for this guy. So if any player on this squad isn't ready to play for this dude, you got to get out that building. You got to go out there with with. With McDaniels and pack your bags and go. But this dude is bringing the fire. doesn't mean we're going to win. It really doesn't. But to be able to have somebody there that can speak what all us Raider fans have been wanting, somebody that believes, somebody that understands what, this, what the nation needs, what this organization needs, it is a new day. We've got to be happy about it. We've got to be happy for Aiden. For Aiden. We've got we to gotta chill with the expectations. I mean, the, guy, the guy's a rookie. There was a lot that was going on. Let's hope that they put them in a better spot to win. Let's hope that this team is gonna is gonna rise up to the occasion. You never know. It doesn't. The season is still is still out there for the taking. You never know what these things can happen. We can get on a roll, and things can happen. Next thing you know, we'd be the next. We have the next Bisasha on our hands. I'm hoping that's what it is. But a new day, Raider Nation, stay up, baby. Raiders. 
There he goes, Eddie from L.A. Real good stuff, man. Let's get one more quick call, and then we got Paloma Villacana coming up at 3.30. Prune Tucky, Prune Tucky Raider, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? You? How you doing, Q? I'm fantastic. Good. I, I know there's a lot of people who want to talk, so, hey, Siri, set the timer for one minute. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> that was okay, awesome. <laughs> first, you know, it starts with communication. You know, first in a coach, what you, first impressions are so huge. Being passionate in your mission is so important. Uh, he took so – listening to Antonio, he took such a command of that audience. And I tell you, I used to play football. I can't even run anymore. After listening to him, I was ready to open the door and run a 10-mile <laughs> marathon. And so the second thing, which is the most important thing that I got out of this and I think is important for, for a coach, and I think Antonio said it best, and you can summarize it in one sentence. He said, I know for a fact what I don't know. Mm-hmm. That really hit home. That opens many doors when, when players or anybody sees that. You see the sincerity. You get the confidence you put in players in the right position to succeed. And the whole bottom line to this, you got to believe in your mission. More importantly, the players or whoever you talk to has to have the trust. And if first impressions are any indication, he's off to a good start. There goes my timer. I'm out. Thank you. Hey, that's great, man. That's fantastic right there. That, that's award-winning. Man, go ahead and sign him up for anything. Prune Tucky Raider right there. My man set the alarm. I like that, Jared. I love it. That I almost wish we I wish we had an Alexa or something in here so I could be like, all right, you're on. Hey, you know you what? got one minute. Hey, man. Yeah, hey, look, look, man. Look, man. Skilo said it back in the day. I wish, right? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a, I would call it. You know what I mean? We could always make that happen. Wishes and dreams come true around here. That's what we do. Prune Tucky Raider, really good stuff. I do like that. 325 is the time. We'll get back to calls and texts in just a little bit. But Paloma Villacotta from Fox 5 Sports, she'll join the show next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Paloma Villacotta from Fox 5 on Unnecessary Roughness. And Paloma Villacana joins us now from Fox 5 Sports. We definitely appreciate her each and every time she joins us. Wednesdays around this time, 3.30. Paloma, thanks so much for your time. You know we appreciate you. And normally we lead off with some Aces or some UNLV, but today I've got to lead off with the Raiders. And, and, and I, I saw your tweet on Monday when the Raiders were playing the Lions and you said, I can't watch this. Something very close oh, to that. Yeah. I can't watch this. You cover all the sports. You see all the games, good, bad, and ugly. What was it that drove you to say, I just can't watch this? I mean, I think it was just the series where he got sacked three times, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, wide open, Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the NFL, can't get the ball to him. My thoughts watching that entire game was, man, go put Jaden Maiava and Ricky White out there. and they'll, <laughs> they'll be connecting all day long. I mean, I'm I'm over at UNLV where this, this offense is so explosive, so fast. Um, this go-go offense is so dynamic, uh, so tricky to defend. Um, so, you know, I'm with Coach Marion and the UNLV Football Rebels every day. And I, I mean, watching practice, you know, it's, it's exciting to watch this offense. Watching the Raiders' offense, not exciting. Right. <laughs> it was just, I mean, you know, to me, Q, it was like, all right, they started the season off bad, you know, and, and you were just like, okay, let's see, well, let's see what they fix. Let's see what they fix offensively going down the road. This offense just got worse. I mean, it just became worse as the season went on. And I was listening to the Monday Night Football guys and SVP and, and all the guys, and they were saying, 
you know, we're, we're halfway through the season, and this offense is still trying to, you know, figure out their identity, trying to find consistency, trying to play with confidence. Thank goodness they have Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, if they didn't have Josh Jacobs, huh. you know, who, who knows what this offense would be. But, um, you know, watching Jimmy Garoppolo get sacked six times in that game, it was just brutal. And, you know, I'm a sports reporter. You know, I, I'm not a diehard Raiders fan. Um, but I was just watching that game with my hands over my eyes um, just because I was like, I don't care what team this is. You know, this is a, this is a bad showcase. Yeah. Um, defensively, you know, we saw, we saw a good game defensively for Max Crosby and the, the forced fumble, all of that. Right. But, um, you know, it was, it was just eye-opening, and I was just talking to a, a few colleagues just being like, you know, you wanted, um, you wanted this offense to, to get better. Um, and instead, you know, this team was only getting worse as yeah. the season went on. So last night, 10.30, getting into bed, brushing <laughs> my teeth, uh, you know, taking my makeup off, and my phone is blowing up. So, um, did we ever see the news happening at ten thirty on Halloween night? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I, I even laughed. I, I even, you know, was thinking like, did Mark Davis pick up the phone and say trick or treat? Oh man! Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's been uh, it's been um. Uh, very eye-opening to see the past 12 hours what has happened and, and Mark Davis really cleaning house um, and, and getting rid of the OC head coach, GM, um, benching Garoppolo, starting, um, you know, the rookie, which, you know, I think we're, we're really excited to see. You know, he was an elite quarterback at Purdue, so um, he's big. I know he had a strong, um, you know, training camp with, with the Raiders. So, you know, the more reps, the more consistency he finds. And, um, you know, Q, it's all about reps. It's all about yeah. being at practice. It's all about building chemistry with Renfro and Adams and Jacobs. And if you're not out at practice, you know, if you're injured, you're banged up, you're in the training room, then, you know, how are you going to be a successful quarterback when you're not out there at practice? And, you know, we saw the same thing happen at UNLV with Doug Brumfield going down, Jaden Maiava coming in, um, and it's it's the amount of reps, it's the amount of snaps you take, it's the chemistry you build. When practice is over, how long are you staying out there with your receivers? Um, you know, how long are you practicing your routes and, and perfecting your routes? Um, you know, that those details, you know, Barry Odom always says that, you know, your practice habits, what you do after practice, that's going to show up on game day. So, um, the sky is the limit for the Raiders with their new interim head coach. Um, you know, he was, you know, really fired up today. Yeah. Um, I was l listening to his press conference. Um, I was driving around today on, on some shoots, but I was listening to his press conference. I'm sitting in my car like, man, let me go jump out of my car right now and go <laughs> run over to football practice and, right. you know, play linebacker, you know, for the Raiders. So, um, also some great news today. Former uh, former UNLV linebacker Austin Ajake signed to the Raiders practice squad today. So nice. um, I texted him, said that's that's awesome, man. So you got you got the linebackers coach becoming the interim head coach, and now they sign a former UNLV linebacker Austin Ajake. So uh, the storylines are endless today, Q. Yeah, 
They are. They, it comes full circle. I like that. That's a good little nugget that you dropped there. And, you know, I wanted to ask you about Coach Barry Odom because he's done some really good things with this program, as you've said many times on the show. I mean, this guy's been here less than one full season, right, and he's already got them bowl eligible, and they look like what Antonio Pierce wants, guys to run through the wall for him. What is it about Coach Odom that really helps him get the most out of his players? And I realize his college is different than the NFL, but it's still yeah. a leadership role, and that's what Coach Barry Odom is. As I start to spend more time with Barry Odom every day on my show, getting to meet his family, um, really getting to pull back the layers, you know, on his program, he's a family guy, and he really cares about his players. I mean, really cares, constantly checks up on them, asks them how how their home is, how their parents are. Um, Some of the players have parents on the other side of the country, and, you know, they're far away from home. And uh, the players, you know, tell me that they feel like Barry Odom treats them like, you know, they're uh, his son. You know, he has 110 sons (laughs) is what he tells me all the time. And, yes, he's from the South, and, you know, you kind of have that Southern family culture. Um, But I think it's it's all about how much you care. And I think we saw that today with Antonio Pierce, Um, his passion, his energy, his care. Uh, for the team and his care for Raider Nation. He mentioned it all day long about the pride and the responsibility they have to put out a winning product for Raider Nation, for the alumni, for the city of Las Vegas. Um, You know, we heard that all day today from Antonio Pierce, and Mm -hmm. Barry Odom feels the same way. He always says he feels like he has a huge responsibility uh, for Eric Harper, for the city of Las Vegas, um, to put out a winning product. But Kind of like what Antonio Pierce said today, you know, they're not looking too far ahead. It's really taking it in moment by moment, day by day, practice by practice, going 1-0 at practice, going 1-0 in this team meeting. Um, you know, Barry Odom is really, really focused, kind of like on what we heard today, the now, the presence, yeah. focusing on today, focusing on tomorrow morning's practice, going 1-0 this week against New Mexico. Um, so it, it, and you know, Q, in my opinion, we, you know, we've seen hundreds of coaches in our life. I've been across the country, you know, with good, good coaches and bad coaches. Right. And you can tell Q, you can tell the guys who care about their program, the guys who are so focused on winning a championship, so focused on becoming bowl eligible and, and, and the coaches that aren't. Um, you know, it's black and white. And I think Antonio Pierce might have said that today. You know, it's black and white with me. Um, you know, I'm either all in or you can, you can, you can sense it. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I'm not in that locker room. You know, I'm not there, you know, in, in the hallways and everything. But um, I can already tell that Antonio Pierce has a strong trust with his guys. You know, he, he, he was a former player, Super Bowl champion. Um, and that's so important, too, is that trust. And, you know, working hard for someone that, you know, you want to go play hard for and work hard for. And, you know, I want to do a great job on the red zone because Barry Odom um, has built a great trust with me. And, um, you know, it makes you when you have a good leader in in your locker room, you have a good leader in your building. It makes you want to work hard. Yeah, it really does, and that's why I, I thought that, you know, just thinking about Barry Odom, what he's done for UNLV, and the fact that the first season he's he's here in town, all of a sudden they're bowl eligible, and they're playing with their hair on fire. I know they dropped the game to Fresno mm-hmm. State on Saturday, but they're still out there playing and showing the maximum effort each and every time. How about this, Paloma? Yeah. How about Becky Hammond, the fact that Mark mm-hmm. Davis went and hired her, went and made sure that he exhausted all efforts to get the best coach mm-hmm. in town 
for his team, and they went mm-hmm. their back-to-back champions. And, and he spared no expense. He was like, hey, whatever it costs mm-hmm. to get her, I'm going to get her. How much do you think that that kind of played a role as well in the, the dismissal of Joshua Daniels and Dave Ziegler, the fact that the Aces are winning mm-hmm. championships, the Golden Knights are winning championships, and everyone in the city is looking at the Raiders saying, what in the hell is wrong with you guys? Well, all eyes are on the city of Las Vegas. All eyes are on the city of Las Vegas globally, nationally. Um, Las Vegas is not just a city where you come in and gamble and, you know, how, go to a show. This this is the sports capital of the world. Yeah. And when you have Becky Hammond, who is one of the best coaches to ever coach the game, um, you know, when you have her and what she's established right off the bat, I mean, right off the bat, establishing a winning culture, a championship culture here in Las Vegas that is felt throughout all the teams and over at UNLV with the Lady Rebels and the Running Rebels and UNLV football, Becky Hammond came into town and turned this city around. Um, you know, no longer is UNLV saying, oh, you know, we're just going to hire so-and-so. No, they're going out and getting the best coaches in the country because this is Las Vegas. You know, right. this, this is title town. We have the Super Bowl and F1. And, um, you know, all, all the opportunity that's coming here with a, an MLB team, NBA team in the future, every team is going to be, be here in the future. And, um, you know, when your NFL team is, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, it's just like you have to keep up with um, what's going on in the city or you're going to lose money. You're going to lose fans. You're going to lose the fan base. Um, you know, we've seen Allegiant Stadium be the color of the opposing team. Um, and, and, you know, that that hurts for fans. I mean, yep. Raider Nation wants to see, you know, silver and black in that stadium, not red or any other color. They want to see that stadium filled with silver and black. And, how awesome would it be in this city if the Raiders are winning, oh, uh, UNLV football is winning, <laughs> the Aces are winning, the Golden Knights are winning, you know, and we know how powerful the NFL is, you know, we know um, what a strong league it is, and if the Raiders are winning and, you know, they're they're winning these big rivalry matchups, you know, that can only fuel the, the, the competition and the, the winning energy here in Las Vegas. But, yeah, you're right. I think Becky Hammond came into town and turned things around here in Vegas. Yeah, she really did. I love what she's doing with the Aces. Of course, love what the Golden Knights have done as well, uh, bringing the Stanley Cup back to the 702. Again, Paloma Villacana is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I did want to ask about UNLV. They lost to Fresno State. It was it, They fought to the end, but they just had turnovers. And then, of course, the big drop yeah. ball uh, in, in the end zone. And I love the fact that Barry Odom embraced that young man that dropped the mm-hmm. ball and was like, hey, I got your back. I thought that was a big-time yeah. move and a big-time leadership role, but – how, how difficult was that loss for the, the Rebels when they dropped to Fresno State? Yeah, I thought they came out really strong, really confident on the road in Fresno. They were up 17-7 to at halftime. Um, you know, all the momentum was on their sideline. Um, Jada Maiava and Ricky White were clicking in the first half. It was, it was a good first half from UNLV. The third quarter, man, I don't know what happened. They, <laughs> they committed three turnovers, two turnovers on back-to-back. Um, offensive possessions, so it was just so uncharacteristic to see three turnovers in the third quarter from UNLV, and, you know, Barry Odom was just kind of shaking his head to me after the game, like, man, that sucked, you know, that definitely sucked to fall short in in Fresno, the fourth quarter, they fought back, Um, Seneca McKee with the drop ball in the end zone, you know, that that definitely hurt, but Barry Odom said, you know, that play did not define, you know, the, the loss for us, you know, there were several mistakes um, in all three phases of the game uh, that UNLV committed on the road in Fresno. So um, definitely a lot for, for the guys to learn from and kind of take that punch and, and go back and respond 
um, you know, here in Vegas and, and get ready for New Mexico on the road this weekend. But, yeah, just that, that clip of Barry Odom embracing Seneca McKeith almost for, like, 30 seconds on the sidelines uh, after the game. It was just so cool to see that. I haven't seen, you know, you know, Q, usually we see the opposite in college football. You know, we see coaches that are fired up and, you know, pissed off and kind of hitting their guys in the helmets. You know, we've seen a lot of that in college football, but Barry Odom is quite the opposite. Um, you know, if you make a mistake or you drop the ball in the end zone with the game on the line, you know, he's going to love you and coach you and, and tell you, you know, um, how you can do better next time and, and just really only uplift you in that moment. So um says a lot about his character, a lot about his program, um, and, and like I mentioned, how much he cares about each player on this team and treating them like family. So I know these guys are fired up to get back in the win column, um, they all say that they are all fighting for a Mountain West title, mm-hmm. and um, you know everything's in front of them. So everything's in front of them. They got they got to play New Mexico, Wyoming, Air Force uh, on the remainder of their schedule. So um, you know Barry Odom wants to see their best ball played in November. Right, as he should. And as you mentioned, they've got New Mexico coming up next. We'll close out with this. What is it going to take for uh, UNLV to go to New Mexico and pick up the W? Yeah, I mean another road game, another road game in the conference, and New Mexico's three and five. Um, UNLV's, you know, definitely, definitely rolling on on all you know three phases of the game. Um, you know, defensively, it, it just comes down to the defense. You know, playing strong, playing all four quarters. I think Barry Odom is 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 really passionate and vocal about his team putting all four quarters together, and we didn't see that in Fresno. We saw a really strong first half. You know, a fourth quarter comeback. Um, but if you can build the lead at halftime and, and really fight all four quarters, I think that's how UNLV gets the job done. Jaden Maiava, um, you know, continues to get better every week with, with the Rebels. The receivers are only getting better. Um, they're a little banged up in the secondary, but hopefully um, some transfers, some transfer DBs that are, are kind of older. I'm thinking of Jackson Turner right now, the senior DB from Arizona. Hopefully those guys can step up and, um, help out in the secondary. I know there's been some deep shots, some deep balls um, that the the Rebels have let fly by them. So hopefully they can clean that up and just you know stay strong on defense and come out and and play with their explosive offense, their exciting explosive yeah. offense that I've been talking about. You know, it was it was it was just eye opening to to go from watching UNLV football and then watching the Monday Night Football game. <laughs> you know, and that offense was struggling. It was struggling, yeah, man. Buddy. But um. <laughs> Uh, no, UNLV has been a lot of fun to watch this year with their new coaching staff. It's just been a completely different brand of football, um, an exciting brand of football. So I'm super happy for Rebel Nation and all the fans that haven't seen this in 20, 25 years. So, um, you know, what a year What a year it's been in Las Vegas with the Aces, the Golden Knights, UNLV. Now there's a new energy in the building with the Raiders. Um, you know, just a lot of momentum here in Vegas. Yeah, no, there really is. I'm excited, fired up about it. I'm expecting Rebels uh, to pick up a victory coming up this week against New Mexico. Fired up about that. What do you got coming out of the Reb Zone that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I mean, it's super excited to be to have Barry Odom on the show every week. We dive into his program. I'm sitting down with their receiver, Ricky White, who nice. is totally flying under the radar in college football. I think he might be one of the best receivers um, in college football, a transfer from, from Michigan State. Ricky White, we've seen him all season long. He had a big game in Reno, a big game against Hawaii, um, and I'm sure he'll have a big game this Saturday with Jaden. So super excited to sit down with, with Ricky White. 
also doing a story on how their truck driver who has um, driven their equipment across country, you know, everything he's seen in the past 20 years with UNLV. And I gave him a call. We're going to do a story together. And he goes, Paloma, this is my first trip to, you know, another bowl game for the first time in 20 years. So he's super, super pumped. So um, like we mentioned, you know, the players are excited and the staff are excited, but it's also, you know, the community that's so excited. If you've been a UNLV fan, you know, your whole life for 20, 25 years, and, you know, you get to go to a bowl game this season, that's so exciting. So I know Rebel Nation is is just pumped up for what UNLV has already accomplished this year, but, you know, ready to go see this team go win a title uh, at the end of the month. Yeah, no, that's exciting. That's going to be a good one. So definitely looking forward to that. And that should be a hell of a conversation with the truck yeah. driver, the equipment guy uh, driving <laughs> yeah. across country. Well, Paloma, great stuff as always. Definitely appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Enjoy the game on Saturday. We'll be tuned into the Rev Zone on, uh, on Sunday. Oh, thanks, Q. Good to talk to you. Bye. Yes, you too. See ya. There she goes. Paloma Villacana. Great job. Fox 5 Sports right there talking all things Raiders and UNLV with us today. 348 is the time. Just saw the notice that the legendary basketball coach Bob Knight has passed away. So uh, there you go. Uh, I'm 46. I'll be 47, matter of fact, on Friday. So know quite a bit about Bob Knight. So uh, there you go. Bob Knight passes away. Uh, of course, he's been uh, – you know, he's had great moments. He's had not so great moments, but uh, he was a legendary coach in uh, the college basketball world. So uh, rest in peace to Bob Knight. And, of course, prayers and thoughts go out to his family. 348 is the time. When we come back, we'll get to a couple calls, and then we'll get to the top of the hour where we'll hear from now head coach Antonio Pierce and now GM Champ Kelly. This is Rainish Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs six foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made to order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Show's been going fast and furious. Appreciate all the guests. Appreciate all the calls, all the feedback that we received on the don'tbebroke.com text line and the phone line at 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Jersey. Talk to our guy Mitch. Mitch, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. How you doing? I'm blessed. How are you? Uh, my grandson can't shake this uh Cole, yeah, it's really uh, it's sad. Um, what a what what a team! I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna fire the coach GM. How come they didn't trade any stars and collect some draft assets? Now it looks to me they're gonna get Drake or Caleb Williams. That's like that's the way I can hope for the rest of the year. Thanks for taking my call, bro. Hey, thanks for the call. And I'll say this: you know, a lot of people said that to me, like, well. You know, the GM, Dave Ziegler, could have made some some trades or could have done this, that, and the other. Maybe that's the reason why, you know, maybe that's the reason why, uh, you know, they ended up pulling the trigger on him. I was like, look, maybe you didn't want them pulling the trigger, right? Maybe that's one of the reasons why they got fired because the the moves that they made weren't the right ones. So maybe if Dave Ziegler had gone after, a, say, Chase Young or a Montez Sweat, maybe he would have gave up too much, you know, as opposed to what you saw the Bears and the Niners give up. So I'm kind of glad that no moves were made. Let Champ Kelly do what Champ Kelly can do the rest of the season. Let Antonio Pierce do what he can do with what he's got. So there's a lot of talent on this team. It just wasn't being maximized. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy quick. Quick, welcome to the show. Q-Ball, what it do? Chilling, man, chilling. 
All right, man. Isn't it kind of funny? We're the only fan base that can celebrate midseason after losing two games, acting like we've won two games <laughs> when we've really lost to Tyson, Bajent, and uh, Fred Flintstone, Dan Campbell. Come on, man. Let's get out of here with that. Today is not a good day, people. Let's get that corrected really, really fast. It's not a good day. We, we just fired another head coach. That's 14 coming up now. Uh, I know this has to hurt MD just for the simple fact that we've all been looking for change and stability, man. Yep. I mean, that's all we wanted to, and that's what those guys were supposed to bring. Uh, I'm excited for APN champ, uh, but look, we still got a rookie QB, yep. and we're still devoid of talent. Like, come on now. Like, let's not act like this team has just stepped up because of the coaches, you know, gone now. This team is still devoid of a little bit of talent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited for those guys to get their run. I'm wishing them the best. But I'm tempering my expectations because that kid has not performed well outside of some pregame action or some preseason action that was garbage time. So at this point, let's see what time it is. I'm trying to be responsible with my expectations of these cats, but we'll see what they do. I'm at you better keep all preaching. Hey, good stuff. Quick, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. We'll address that and more on the other side. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.